0: Hello, and welcome to The Pink Owl. As always, my name is Henry Kathman, and joining me is Emma Corey... Hey. Hey, how are you on this fine, fine day?
1: You know what, I I am doing pretty good, and I am very excited to what will soon be us going into the new frontier for Pink Isle as we take our first step out of the Barbie-related pool into something that both you and I have way less knowledge or experience in.
0: Yes, but before we get into that Emma, I have two questions for you. All right. First, are you Starin?
1: Excuse me?
0: Are you Starin? S-t-a-r-r-i-n, S T A R R I N apostrophe. And are you Stylin? No. <laughs> Well, have I a movie for you, because today, as you said, delving into that uncharted territory by going and visiting the Bratz universe in their first direct-to-video movie, starring and styling.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> this will be interesting.
0: Yeah, so I think this is a uh, good time to ask. Um... Emma, what is your experience with the Bratz Media franchise?
1: Um, I'd say my experience is very limited. Uh, I remember when they were popular, I remember like seeing the commercials and stuff on TV. But I never like owned any of them. I don't know. Like the way Bratz are designed are very strange, even for the more caricaturized dolls, you know, they got like the big heads with the huge eyes and the big chunky feet and they got no noses which is all very alarming to view but
0: yep. yeah yeah
1: but I, you know maybe because i feel like Bratz got a lot of criticism as the time for like even being more like shallow or fashion focused than barbie oh is, but, oh yes yeah. but i mean i'd like to maybe re-examine Bratz to kind of see what they're going for because you know i do kind of like see how brats might have been seen as a bit of a breath of fresh air at the time where barbie can seem a bit antiquated brats is trying to be more modern and i do also appreciate how like Bratz tried to be more diverse with their toy line. Like, openly diverse with its characters, where you have, like, the four main characters and they're not, like, all white girls, you know. And I think that is definitely something to uh, acknowledge that Bratz is able to do and that they were trying to, like, sort of reach out to a different audience than Barbie, which I think is admirable in a way. But I feel like I don't really know a lot of the intimacies of what Bratz was trying to do, but I am sort of interested in looking more into it, I would say.
0: Okay, that's that's a very fair thing to say. So let me give you a little bit of a crash course then in the Bratz Media franchise. And to really get to that, you have to first uh, zoom out to a man named Isaac Larian. Now, Isaac Larian was born to a Jewish family in Iran, and he would later arrive in the United States at the age of 17. He got his degree in civil engineering, and he ended up working with a lot of different toy companies. And he was working with consumer electronics and became a distributor for Nintendo. And then in 1993, ended up becoming the main toy licensee for the Power Rangers. And because of that business deal, he ended up helping to form the company MGA Entertainment, which to date is the world's largest privately owned toy company versus Mattel, which is a partially publicly traded company. Now, MGA at that point in time was a B tier toy company. They made a rival to Hasbro's Bop It toy with a toy called Super Click It.
1: I can't believe he predicted Cookie Clicker before his time.
0: Sure. And another thing that they did was doing a lot of different licensed toys, doing stuff for uh, the Navy SEALs, Goosebumps, Power Rangers, and RoboCop, as well as doing a couple of different Tiger Electronic-like handhelds. Again, very off-brand stuff.
1: I feel like it will never not be funny to me that, like, back in the 80s, they made toy lines for kids for movies like RoboCop.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want, I can talk your whole ear off about the whole canceled uh, Xenomorph toy line that they were, like, this close to actually fully developing, because... Before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers sort of got onto the scene in the 90s, the toy landscape was a very different thing. Most manufacturers were still focused on stuff like any potential movie tie-in, which leads us to 2001. Now, in 2001, the doll toy landscape is pretty much in a monopoly at this point. Um, Barbie is the name and face of pretty much all fashion dolls and despite some attempts to have some competition from the likes of Jem and even some attempts to bring over Sailor Moon in a couple of dolls which went nowhere really Barbie was still remaining on top partially due to the sort of cultural ubiquity that Barbie helped to establish throughout the 90s and 80s but also because they had recently launched their direct to video line with the acclaimed and critically well-received Barbie and the Nutcracker. Hey, callback. But in the midst of this, Isaac Larian took it upon himself to start developing the Bratz dolls. Part of the impetus for developing the Bratz dolls was put more of a focus on, like you said, some of the modern fashion that was being developed at the time. And for a while, it felt like Barbie was, sort of conservative and kind of edgeless and and didn't really have much of an appeal to like marginalized groups and all that stuff which all this to say that they were trying to make these dolls more stylized in their proportions and focusing on current trends versus some of the more fairy tale and fantasy focused stuff that Barbie does and the result was the Bratz doll line which at its height uh in two thousand and six, took up about forty percent of the fashion doll market. It never really completely beat Barbie, but it did help to serve as a good bit of competition during those years.
1: Yeah, and do you think at some point, like Bratz, might have influenced Barbie a bit too? Because, like, oh,
0: I don't doubt that. We
1: definitely saw, like, with the Barbie movies, like with Barbie Diaries coming out, Barbie trying to mm-hmm. speak more to like.
0: The Barbie
1: as a modern girl instead of Barbie as, like, a princess type stuff. Oh yeah,
0: I definitely think that. And, like I said, I think that because Barbie was veering mostly closely to the realms of fantasy and pretend, it kind of overlooked an element of the original intent of the Barbie dolls. Like, Barbie was originally made to help girls prepare to be a teenager, you know, think like living out that fantasy of like, oh, this is what being a teen is like. You dress up in fashion, you go on dates, and you, you get go to go wear- to
1: the mall. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's a very young girl's idea of what being a teenage young adult girl is like.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think brats captures that a lot. You know? Definitely. Some of those early brats, they are very much very painfully uh early 2000s, fashion-based.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Which
1: was a very interesting time for fashion.
0: Definitely. But it was something that did result in quite a bit of controversy. So this is after this movie that we're going to be watching today is released. But in 2006, a parental group called Dads and Daughters were outraged by a Special collection called the secret dates where uh, the dolls were packaged with uh, a Bratz girl in the right half of the box and matched with the mystery Boy's doll right behind a door on the left. There was this idea that unlike Barbie who as we mentioned was a lot more safe and conservative for lack of a better word uh, the Bratz were quote asking these girls to grow up too fast what, my young daughter's gonna start thinking about boys? Which,
1: that sounds kind of weird to me because Barbie has always, you know, she's always had kin around.
0: Yes, Oh. Which though to their credit, something that uh, did not help MGA's case was that they thought that it allegedly helped promote the idea of sneaking out of the house to go on blind dates with complete strangers. But they also took issue with accessories that appeared to be champagne bottles and glasses. However, these accessories were later confirmed to be bottles of smoothies.
1: Bottles of smoothies, huh? Yeah, so... You know when you go to the store and you get the bottled smoothie?
0: Yeah... Bratz was also seeped in a lot more controversy than Barbie during this time, partially because there was a lot of labor violations where the National Labor Committee said that factory workers were being paid essentially 51 cents per hour to work a 94 and a half work week. Yeah. That's not good. Oh, that's real bad. Basically, there's just a lot of accusations of... Labor violations surrounding MGA, as well as uh, some citing cultural appropriation as specifically derived from the fashion choices being very derivative of a subculture called the Chonga. It's a Spanish derived tr- term, especially used in South Florida, that is usually derived towards uh, women who are working class, sexually liberated, aggressive, and emotionally expressive. It's something that kind of became less ubiquitous post-2009, but it was something that was very much an element to a lot of mid-2000s fashion, which, surprise, surprise, like a lot of elements of pop culture, was often appropriated from people of color. And The Bratz was definitely... A property that capitalized yeah, and on I'm
1: assuming that. not that I know for sure but I'm assuming probably a lot of the people in charge of like the design and the marketing of the dolls probably were not from these communities if I'm guessing
0: no no yeah. no all of this to say that the brats they have their problems although I suspect that if I spent a similar amount of time researching into Barbie you will find A large if not larger amount of these similar issues in fact I can think of a bunch of controversies that Barbie has fallen into over the past couple of years but I suspect that because Bratz was again seen as kind of edgy by parents and um, more overtly feminine and sexualized that resulted in more of these controversies taking the forefront once 2004 came around the brats were already getting a lot of popularity and they've were already starting to branch out into vhs's and like web series and apparently music albums yeah there there's a lot of brats media out there already but there's even more stuff that's just i don't know very very curious Especially nowadays, because it might surprise you, Emma, but the brats are still around. MGA has been on record saying that, oh yes, new brat dolls are coming out this Christmas, with some reports even as recent as 2019, where Isaac Larian's talking about giving a bunch of new brat dolls. But it's like, I think the fact that they've sort of fallen out of fashion, heh, is... Kind of demonstrative of, like, how of their time they really are. Yeah,
1: they do feel very, like, that mid to early 2000s era. era, Because you see a lot more of the recent dolls that are popular. Like, there's usually some kind of more sort of fantastical or kind of like niche aspect to them like you know we mentioned with the monster High yeah. dolls or with like, or a
0: star wars force of destiny even though those aren't really as you remember popular those uh,
1: project mc squared dolls that were advertised in tv oh
0: yeah oh yeah where
1: they're like fashion dolls but they were like scientists and stuff like that yeah yeah and i feel like part of that is definitely like kind of pushed for like we gotta teach girls that there's more to being a teenager than just being into fashion and yeah. dating, you know? Yeah,
0: there was a lot which, of that going on in the early 2010s. Which, you know what? I I do get the sense that there is a lot of that that was in the right... Like, where their heart was in the right place. Um, But some of it does feel a little bit misguided and pandering. But that's a whole other conversation for another day.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel like nowadays, like, fashion dolls aren't really the big toy thing anymore. No,
0: no. And toys, I mean, people... All kids
1: want these days is just colorful slimes.
0: (laughs) I mean, that is definitely it. Uh, I feel like toys have sort of shifted to more franchise. Like, most kids, they they don't necessarily want of, like... A generic doll they would want a character so that's why you have like you have a lot of action figures nowadays you have a lot of like like sort of tie-ins with upcoming movies and all that stuff before we fully get into the movie i do want to say that mga would not this would not be the last time that mga would be uh this would not be the only time where mga would court these sort of uh potential labor violations and controversies uh emma you remember Are you familiar with LOL Surprise? I
1: believe I've seen them before, like those little
0: dolls. Yeah, the LOL Surprise people who aren't familiar, they're sort of like... The big toy craze now is the sort of surprise eggs. And basically, there would be this sort of mystery doll uh, each time. And with the LOL Surprise thing, part of the issue that came from these little baby-looking dolls is that uh they got genitals? Excuse moi Oh yeah, they g- they give the uh they give the boy dolls little dicks.
1: Where did Where did you read about this? Give it a look yourself. Bam. Oh god.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> listen, I mean, listener, you could look it up yourself, but look up Lol Surprise and you will find And this is something that I don't know if they're still doing this, but it is definitely uh, something that they. And we know for sure that that
1: was an intentional dick and not like. Oh, it's the fact that it's on multiple dolls. Yes.
0: No. No. This is fully intentional. Oh God. I don't. I can't imagine why they would do this, though.
1: I think maybe there was like a rogue employee that was like that will really get them
0: i i can't imagine i don't know uh but the other thing that uh is worth mentioning with the lol surprise doll line was earlier this year there was an allegation of uh the lol surprise dolls essentially completely copying the fashion of a model oh I'm so sorry if I mispronounce your name, uh, but uh, Amina Mi- uh, Mikutio? Uh, it's spelled M U C C I O L O. Again, very sorry. Follow her on Twitter at Studio uh, Muchi, uh, M U C C I. Very recently, uh, she pointed out how there were LOL surprise dolls that do have a very, very similar likeness to her in terms of her fashion choices and the sort of clothes that she wears. I'm inclined to think that, yeah, given how trendy this doll line is trying to go for, I would not be surprised if MGA is kind of stealing the likeness of other people in order to make these dolls. So this is stuff that's very much on the periphery of the Bratz franchise, but I do think it is, you know, worth mentioning with MGA because, and don't get me wrong, Mattel has their own fair share of problems, like we said before, but it is, uh, it is shady.
1: Definitely some, some sketchy stuff there. At least they're worse about hiding it than Mattel probably is. Yes, so.
0: Which, I mean, the fact that MGA is, a younger company, so that makes sense. But, to go back to a more innocent time of 2005, Bratz the Video, starring and Stylin'. So, this is a a video that has only five cast members credited. I guess we'll just I'll, I'll just go through them. Uh, you got, uh, the first credited person is a guy named Ogie Banks, uh, voicing a guy named Dylan. Ogie is known for, uh, Voicing a lot of stuff in the more recent Marvel cartoons, uh he voiced uh Luke Cage in uh the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon and was one of the newsies. So that's neat. Uh then we have uh Soleil Moon Fry uh sorry, Soleil Moonfire uh Friar. It's spelled F R Y E. And oh my gosh, she was Punky Brewster. Which-
1: who is that from?
0: It, Punky Brewster it was a it, it was a sitcom from 1984 to 1988. It was a really popular uh, sitcom. It's gonna get a Netflix revival.
1: It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen any of it. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Fair <laughs> enough. Then we have Olivia Hack. Uh, she uh, was Cindy Brady in the Brady Bunch movie. Okay. and she voiced Ty Lee. Alrighty. Cool. Wow.
1: So they got some they got some good some, ex- some well-known people in yeah. here. Yeah, and
0: uh we also got uh tier uh tia Maury Hadrick. Uh she was in sister sister. geez they just got a lot of people in here.
1: Hey, who do they all voice?
0: Uh so Soleil uh voices Jade, Olivia voices Chloe, uh Uh, Tia voices Sasha, and uh, Dione Kwan uh, voices Trixie Tang, and Kimmy Finster and is uh, voicing uh, Yasmin. So, something that I do want to give credit is that something you do see with the Bratz is that they do try to be more explicitly diverse in their casting. Yeah,
1: and I do think... That is something to like give credit to. That it is, you know, when Barbie, like, of course, Barbie did have there were up there were always like non-white Barbies around, but like Bratz really did kind of like, I feel like, do a lot more to put like, you know, women of color in the forefront with their doll line, which I do think is definitely something to give credit to. Yeah, I do think so.
0: Yeah, especially in the. I feel like that is something that we probably could stand to be do a better job of more actively talking about. But yeah, so credit to the brats. Even in two thousand and four, in the time of Princess and the Popper, they were they were making these steps. Which you know what, it's not for nothing. Fun fact about uh, Diony Kwan, uh, she's a pretty experienced voice actor. You know, voicing. Like I said, Trixie Tang in *The Fairly Odd Parents* and Kimmy in the Rugrats franchise, but she's actually one of the most notable examples of a legally blind voice actress. I never knew that. Yeah, something cool. Like, so they got some like big name voices in terms of this show, which is, you know, what pretty impressive. But we've we've done a lot of bit of rambling, and this has been a lot of preamble for this series, this has listener. Been-
1: might have been our longest intro in a long yeah, time. Yeah. So
0: uh, I think it's now time for us to actually get into this uh, movie. I'm interested to see what it looks like. Maybe I, it'll be I good.
1: I can't wait. I'm so ready.
0: I think, although I've I've seen a trailer, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> I'm excited.
0: All right. Uh, Let's go. Move. don't fear eyes accessorize if you have passion show it in your fashion the girls with a fashionable fashion brats yasmin chloe sasha j brats Each sold separately with two mix and match outfits
1: welcome back everyone we had a rip roaring time watching brats uh s-
0: a truly outrageous fashion-forward experience in this film. Everything was just so trending.
1: Yeah, everyone... Just on point. The fashion was so good. Uh, oh, my oh my god. So... <laughs> so this so, is a movie that teaches, uh, teaches young children the most important lesson, which is always conform. No matter what.
0: Yeah, so... There's a lot of issues with this... This thing. I don't- I honestly am having a hard time figuring out where to start. I'll say this, it gives me a very good introduction to what this series is all about. This
1: movie... Felt very surreal. It felt more like... A bunch of like... Kind of smaller conflicts being like stitched together. With some, like...
0: Yes, almost as if it was, like, a TV pilot.
1: Yeah, with some, like, vague overlap in there. Uh, Why don't we start with the art style and the overall design of this movie?
0: Yeah, so... So, listener, just if you need a refresher on what the Bratz are all about. So, the Bratz, they generally have, like, these big almond-shaped heads... Like, there's almost like an anime-type quality to them. Very big eyes, big lips, no noses. And
1: yeah, big old feet.
0: And big old feet, yes. And uh, something that you and my wife reminded me uh, when we were watching this is that the brats' feet were just fully detachable.
1: That's how you gotta put on their clunky shoes. Yeah. It's kind of horrifying. Also in this universe, because there are adult characters, but the adult characters have, like regular feet and noses which implies that like
0: as they grow the up people in
1: this world like meta metamorphosize into <laughs> regular looking people yeah. after a bit or maybe it's just this high school i don't that know at at styles high school. styles
0: high school uh, yeah
1: well yeah i'd like to think it was formed by uh harry styles you know?
0: Perhaps, but...
1: He had to spend that One Direction money somehow. Perhaps,
0: but I feel like the thing that is the most just discomforting of all the different features in this movie are just the sheer ubiquity of these gigantic lips. Like,
1: every time it, like, zooms in on a character's face, and they, like, the way they're designed, they're not very expressive at all. No. They all, like, have these really blank expressions on their face like 80 percent of the time yeah, so it's, it's such very- a strange
0: thing because as a basic animation principle the things that you want to focus on are the mouth and the eyes like that when you're animating even the most simple simple characters that is what you focus on but for some reason like There's something about these designs where they don't allow these characters to be expressive. Most of the time they're...
1: Like, they have to have this, like, this, like, half-lidded kind of, like, blank stare. Yeah, this, like,
0: sultry look. Like, they are not... Yeah, like... Everything about this brand just seems so focused on fashion that it kind of just undermines the ability for us to, like, enjoy the characters. Which is strange because, like, it seemed like the brats. As a brand was made in order to circumvent this sort of thing like something that people talk about with barbie is how she's oh she's too perfect she doesn't have a personality and stuff like that but like compared to i mean the movie
1: the brats themselves didn't really have much individual personalities
0: either exactly like, but
1: there is some very like basic like things to kind of like distinguish them from the other. But like at the end, you know, they both they all essentially have the same values. Exactly, and
0: it's and it's one of those things that feels like a missed opportunity. Like MGA clearly wants to distinguish the brats from the Barbie, and they definitely do in this movie. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, huh. If you really wanted us to like, you know, if they if if you really wanted us to explore more stuff like this, like maybe like focus more on how each of the brats are distinguished from one another. Like because they all seem to come from varying different backgrounds and they all seem to have like their own specific interest and talents so that why not utilize that more?
1: Yeah, it just I don't know. This movie was just unsettling at some level. It just felt very, it felt like an alien's, like, recreation of what they think.
0: High schoolers are like. Like, American high schoolers are like. Yeah.
1: I didn't, yeah. Or
0: a marketing director's idea of what a high schooler is like, which, you know what, might as well be the same thing.
1: I mean, it is, these doll lines, they essentially are meant to be, like, selling a fantasy of what high school is like to, like, children like preteens or like young
0: children honestly like maybe it's just because we're both past high school but the fantasy that they're selling doesn't really seem that appealing
1: yeah i mean the brats themselves are kind of for lack of a better word uh
0: brats like
1: they're kind of yeah
0: like which i can't imagine why that would be a i mean again I feel like it was probably more like a branding. This thing? isn't your
1: your grandma's Barbie. Yeah, they've got attitude. Yeah, but, but like,
0: it's possible to have but, like sort of a bratty character but still be endearing. Yeah, but these the brats
1: here just felt kind of hard to like. Yeah, like,
0: they mostly just spend their time just like making fun of each other and like just being generally rude and dismissive of everyone else's feelings and like stuff. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And it just, I don't know. This movie just felt definitely the substance just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very, very shallow in its.
0: You know, what is a good metaphor for this movie? The backgrounds. So
1: yeah, they got like, they got like essentially just realistic photo backgrounds with like a filter over them. Yes.
0: So essentially, I mean, I understand why, because background work is. It's a very underappreciated yeah. element we of animation. To mention, this is
1: a 2D animated movie. Yes, it's like, 2D. This is a, a, there are CG CGI Barbie movies, I mean, Bratz movies that come later, but this is 2D. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, but. yeah. And in fact, the sequel to this movie is going to be also 3D. And I I can't imagine what sort of comparison that might result in, but. The thing of this is, is that you've got like these, again, these very strangely proportioned humans with very thick lines and like bright colors. And maybe this is just because of the low quality of the video we were watching this on, but uh, yeah, as you said, Emma, they basically took realistic photographs of like malls and like houses and all that stuff and just putting this simplified like photoshop filter i believe i can't remember what it is but it's essentially they simplify the colors and kind of make it all blocky together to give it the impression that this is like an actual like painted thing rather than the photograph but it's very, very obvious, especially it when you have the, does the 2D give characters. It the now.
1: movie a really, like, kind of cheap-looking aesthetic to it. Yes. Also makes it very, very surreal whenever, like, realistic-looking people end up, like, represented in some of the background assets they use. yeah. Like, yeah. there's one scene where they're at the mall, of course, trying out clothes, and there's, like mannequins mm-hmm. like in the background like so you got like these, like these realistically portioned like mannequin bodies right next to like one of the brats and it's just and it's just like it's like that that image of when they first released super mario odyssey and you have like mario kind of standing next to like the realistic looking people yeah. in that city level it just kind of Or like an Animal Crossing when you get like the realistic looking human skeletons next to like the stylized player character. Yeah. It definitely causes a bit of a mind screw
0: there. A little bit, a little bit. But I think, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of like a majority of what I have to say about like most of this movie because in terms of a plot,
1: It's pretty bare bones.
0: It's bare bones, but this thing is like an hour long, but it definitely felt way longer than that. And it's pacing. And it
1: didn't help that the only version we could find on a bunch of different sites has the audio drop out at multiple times during the movie.
0: Yeah, which don't get me wrong, listener. This is a very riffable movie.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Wait, there were so many amazing pieces of dialogue we missed, but...
0: I think it is very emblematic of the plot that we were still able to get a basic grasp of everything that's going on. I kind of just want to blaze through this plot because it's... Ugh. Honestly, this is this plot is very, very similar to the Barbie Diaries. I just realized.
1: Oh god, you're right. It's Cause... come back to haunt us.
0: Because it centers around a lot about rumors surrounding people's different friend groups. It ends with, like, a school dance. A very liberal
1: idea of how uh, student journalism works.
0: Yes. It involves a lot of video cameras. involves the blonde girl getting what the awkward guy.
1: At least the awkward guy in this one wasn't...
0: Not a a, creep. Yeah, that's true. Not a creep
1: in this one. Just kind of annoying, but not a creep, so... Honestly,
0: he was kind of, we'll get to Cameron, but he was honestly kind of like the best part of the movie for me because he was like, he actually seemed like the most human of them.
1: Yeah, the most like a real person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I could see that.
0: I don't know. But basically prom night is coming soon and-
1: And proms tomorrow. Yeah, that's literally
0: literally how they go. You, You say that, but that's- kind of just the way they treat this plot where it's just so many different shenanigans and all these different inconveniences that face them and it's one of those things where it's just like oh wow uh you guys have really chill lives if this is the conflict we're working with but all right all right it's fantasy that's fine but uh so there's this so uh chloe is the blonde girl Uh, We might as well get into each of the Bratz's different personalities, basically. So, Chloe's the blonde one. She's apparently passionate about art, drawing, painting, and photography, which makes sense because she is usually the one holding the camera most of the time. And she gets a new car. And she's joined by, uh, she picks up first uh, Yasmin. Who is apparently passionate about literature and doing stuff like reading and writing and doing stuff with computers.
1: Quieter, more shy one.
0: Yeah, and then she picks up uh, Sasha, who's uh, super passionate about music, specifically hip hop. But she talks about how she likes other music too. And then Jade, uh, out of all the girls, she seems the most passionate for fashion. Oh god, Passion for Fashion is the tagline of this series, huh? Yeah,
1: she's <laughs> kind of a she's kind of a snarkier, more kind of like dry Yeah personality. I actually think I liked Jade the most. Because I think You like, know what? I actually kinda like
0: Jade the most as well, of the four, because you know what? Say what you will about her, she at least tries to distinguish herself, as we'll see later on in the movie. <laughs> but at school. They get a, a special assignment from their art teacher, Mr. Del Rio. And it's a project where they have to learn how to express themselves. And
1: and all the vagueness that implies.
0: Yeah, like, I've primarily teached English in my time. But this just seems like a project where he's just like, alright, just... Do something creative outside of school, show that like you can like manage a project and stuff like that. And but the girls treat it like it's the end of the world, and I'm just like, y'all, you literally get to do everything. And the fact that this is 25% of their yearly grade in an art class, like guys, and they had the audacity to ask them, Can we get an extension? Because prom's next week, and it's and I don't know, maybe this is just my t- educator bias showing, but it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, okay, yeah, prom's important to you. If you think prom's important to you, fine, but also, like, school, guys, come on.
1: Yeah, we gotta say that neither neither I nor Henry ever went to prom, so I guess we're not...
0: I mean, pff, a, a, pff, Emma, what? You did... Do- how, you don't think the listener assumed, based off of the fact that we host a Barbie pro podcast, that we weren't the prom kings and queens of our respective high schools?
1: Well, hey, you never know. But I mean, yeah, we it never is really to important to some people, though. So it is. Yes, kinda, I
0: don't want to undermine that, but it's.
1: Still, it is kind of weird, though. He does assign this big one, like, because isn't prom usually towards the end of the year? Yeah. So. Did he not and have makes, a syllabus? He yeah. this earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, if it is going to be to the girl's point, I guess, like, yeah, this is definitely an assignment you, you give in advance. You know, you got to like, contrary to popular belief, us teachers, we don't want to stress our students out, but we do want them to be at least responsible for their work. And That's why you do gotta communicate this as much as possible, let them know far ahead of time, give them your clear expectations, but nah, this is just a reality where all the stereotypes about high school are true, so the boring art teacher is giving us a dumb old homework assignment,
1: Which they're very much like how will we possibly have time to do this and get ready for prom but they also spend time like going to the beach and having sleepovers and doing yeah. like spa stuff. So apparently like they have plenty of they time have plenty to like, of
0: time. Yeah. do
1: things. <laughs> so. I have
0: absolutely no sympathy for them in terms of like how worried they are about this assignment because it's clearly like okay school is definitely not your top priority and that's like if you're either a junior or a senior at this point and that's not good like guys get your get your stuff together come on but huh. but they eventually get the idea to borrow a school video camera and shoot a video showcasing all their different creative sides so this is a basic framing device for them to just give off all this sort of expository stuff about each of their, the girls' personalities and these little interview segments and all that stuff. while well, hi, ensue. and Sue. Best
1: thing to know is that uh, Sasha is the one who is organizing the prom. She's the yep. head of the prom committee. Uh, yep. um, and uh, Yasmin is doing some mysterious writing on the school computer.
0: Yes. What could it be? I wonder what it could be. And later on, they mention how a column in the newspaper called The Daily Doings is too boring. So I'm sure that won't come up at all. Also,
1: we get introduced to uh, Dylan and Cameron, which are the boy Yeah, the two main
0: boys of this property. We already mentioned Dylan is... no, sorry, Cameron is is kind of the most likable character, by my estimation. He does, he
1: does have that floppy hair. Uh, oh my
0: god, these-
1: Don Bluth protagonist look, though, so.
0: Don Bluth, Sync type hair style. Like, this, like, they got that boy band's vibe. Which makes sense, because these two characters were advertising the Bratz boys line. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Should to you- give this movie credit the boys do have the same like over exaggerated lips and eyes thing as the girls do so i guess they're at least they're equal opportunity in their uh yeah stylization
0: yeah although i it is weird that we don't see like the other like we only see Cameron and Dylan and yeah like, like- we
1: can only animate so many characters.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, but they also got, but the uh, I just want to talk about some of the other Brat's Boys. We got uh uh Eton, spelled E I T A N, nicknamed the Dragon. That's cool. He uh is also joined by Kobe sp- so, uh sometimes sp- Kobe spelled...
1: was in the movie?
0: Yeah, his nickname is the Panther. So And then we got Cade, who's called the Viper. And then we got Bryce, who doesn't get a nickname. Guess he's He's not good He's just Bryce. Which, you know what, that does say. But, yeah. The
1: Viper is here to wash your floors and vipe the windows.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm the Viper, yes. Uh, I I love that. I love that story. Uh, But... Yeah, they're- there's just oof a doo these characters yeah. but they dylan you know his presence because
1: loud uh music plays in the background every time he shows oh him, yeah so.
0: and yeah, he... we should
1: mention some of the music in this movie because there is a good amount of like kind of sort of like hip-hop and pop songs in oh the yeah background. they released really sure. a on
0: soundtrack for this thing
1: and I wonder if that might have to do with like the audio cutting out, if maybe there is like some copyright in certain scenes with songs that were used.
0: That might have been guessing. the reason why, because they got like songs called It's Our Time in the Sun by Crashing the System. And like other
1: Nothing says crashing the system like having your song be in a bratz movie.
0: Yeah. I I can I have i'm curious to know the process that uh mga went through in order to reserve the rights to these different songs because it's decisions are made yeah
1: i'm definitely seeing how maybe barbie diaries might have taken inspiration from these brats movies you know having the kind of more modern songs as the in the background
0: definitely definitely but Suddenly we get this very jarring transition almost a lot of these scenes just transition with one of the girls symbols Zooming in on the screen and just a bunch of fashion photos of them and then a big old Squiggle zoom in and then cutting to the next scene and every time they do it. It's very jarring and very
1: Out of place.
0: Yeah (laughs) But they go to the beach, and Jade is starting to get stressed because of all of the stuff. And, um, sorry, no, it's Sasha who is starting to stress out because she is on the school's prom committee. And problems are beginning to arise when, uh, Sasha's prom skills are insulted in the daily doings. And, uh the boys come up and roll up to see what's going on and the girls immediately blame them for it and they shoo them away so they're driving back home and suddenly there's a skunk in the road causing the girls to swerve off and crash their new car yeah this
1: Takes a turn really. Yeah,
0: it, it it was honestly a little bit jarring to witness like a car crash and stuff like this. And
1: they just kinda like brush it off afterwards. Like, yeah. Yeah. That 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 life threatening event we just went through. Yeah. Not that yeah. big of a deal.
0: Yeah, like I mean Oh so no. did we talk
1: about the scene of them at the beach before this?
0: Yeah, I mentioned that. Was there anything else you wanted to add about the beach?
1: One, I got a few. This is where we, uh, where they brought up the whole thing. Where like uh, Jade, they aren't approving of her fashion choices because yes. she like, she like sees like some like kind of like fancier like kind of goth looking dress, and then mm-hmm, they're like, mm-hmm. you know. And so you see this come up, few times where Jade is looking to these more like alternative styles. And, you know, you think in this movie, maybe there would be a lesson about, like, you should be yourself and dress the way you want to dress. But nope. No. It's a thing where Jade is losing her fashion sense because she's into, like, goth girl stuff before it was cool, I guess. So she needs to learn to not be that way, which... Yeah. yeah, it's It's a... yeah, that's there also. I, I, I do notice how the brats are at the beach, but they're wearing these clunky sandals. You know how this movie oh my God. really does try to avoid uh, having us see their uh, bare feet, which
0: oh, Emma, <laughs> which you I'm which
1: gra- the brats don't for. have toes. They don't. It's just big hunks of flesh.
0: Yeah, on no, their they legs. Those sandals were exposing the toes. Yeah. That's just what they look like. It's <laughs> so anyway,
1: I tried to think about it.
0: But because but they've crashed their car and then shenanigans come up because Jade for an embarrassing amount of time thinks that uh they almost ran over a dog, but it's clearly a skunk and then the skunk sprays them and then Yeah, uh, they cam- just
1: casually pick up a wild a animal. A wild animal,
0: not a good idea. And it sprays them, obviously, because you're picking up a wild animal. But Cameron is offering to fix the car. And, oh, boy, Cameron and Chloe are looking at each other. Ooh, wonder what's going on with them. But then another squiggle wipe scene. The girls now have to take the bus. Ugh. With the pores. Ugh. Ugh. Also,
1: do you want to talk about um, what's on the bus? Oh, I was
0: just going to get to there. So imagine this scene. You see this very realistic looking mall with these very photorealistic cars parked out front of it. And you see this uh, mall sign. Uh, Do you remember what the mall was called?
1: I don't remember. It was something fashion mall. But it yeah, had, like, it was comic just called Sans fashion. font. <laughs>
0: yes. It with the the title of this or I guess the name of this uh mall written partially in comic sans and the very jarring very clearly a 2D cartoon uh pulls in onto the scene and we see the side of the bus and printed on the side are Clearly the silhouettes of each of the four girls printed onto the side with a big old letters of B2 printed in between them with a more Comic Sans saying coming soon. And it's just like,
1: like that's wow. The first, I want to say I like how the Barbie sequel is going by the Terminator series uh, naming convention with uh, B2. But
0: you mean also... the Brat series, not the Barbie series.
1: Yeah, the Bret series. Uh but like just imagine this scenario where like you get on the bus but on the side of the bus is like a recognizable silhouette of yourself and it's just like
0: your first your initial name to
1: like like it's a Twilight Zone episode. Like what do you do in this situation? But apparently, it doesn't bother the brats at all because it's time for. I don't think time it's. For... I think they just
0: don't notice it.
1: Because it's yeah. time for shopping. Shopping.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. So, girls are shopping for outfits, and this is when we get the scene where they're standing next to human mannequins, and it's clear that oh, geez, these proportions don't match, and it's uncomfortable. But Jade soon begins begins to doubt her fashion sense when she picks out an outrageous outfit that the others disapprove of. And because of that, more gossip is beginning- Said
1: outfit that definitely would be worn by someone who's like TikTok famous nowadays, so. I guess Jade is just too early to be an e-girl, so. (laughs) You'll have to wait it out, Jade. You were ahead of your time.
0: Your time will come soon, though. But more gossip soon begins to appear in the paper, and this time the article is about Jade. And um, oh yeah, the, the girls are now having a slumber party, talking about their project, even though they're clearly not working on it. And it's like we don't see them editing this film. We don't see like, eh.
1: It's like it's like the end of a Rent, where like
0: I was gonna Mark say reality sh- bites, but yeah.
1: I mean, same From thing, here on out where, I shoot where, without
0: a script
1: Where Mark is like I'm working on my film The whole time and at the end it's just like An unedited like slideshow Of his friends and he's like Yeah it's just your home art.
0: movies my dude And you I know can't what?
1: work on Buzzfeed And work on this film That's selling out man <sighs> Living in America At the end of the millennia Oh god I hate that show
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we get another wacky brats uh, transition, and they're at the a slumber party now. And uh, Jade's giving them all makeovers, but then they read more of the daily doings. Like I said, they're now slandering Jade. And Cameron comes by to check upon the, uh, Chloe because the car is gonna be ready in time for prom. But the girls decide to take it upon themselves that they're going to give give him him a makeover he'll never forget.
1: Whether he likes it or not.
0: And it's just like, cool, guys. Way to just toss his consent out the window like a bunch of dinks. Yeah. So later that night they go to bed and jade accidentally leaves the video camera on and it's like okay this is a 2004 like camcorder that thing has got like like 20 minutes of tape left tops and like probably like maybe a half hour of battery also speaking
1: of camcorder i want to mention a scene that happened way earlier where when they got the camcorder from Cody, oh, who's the voice. Yes. And he's like talking about his films. And the whole time they're just like, his films are, your films are so boring. And it's like, this guy put his like passion into something. Like, what yeah. have you done, Chloe, yeah. aside uh, from being hot and rich? Yeah, you're oh, on you're this a fashion for-
0: star? Oh, oh, that's so great. Tell me about how like... I mean literally if you if your main defining personality is fashion star all that tells me is that you just have enough disposable income where you can actually care about that sort of stuff cuz let me tell you like I mean I I come from a pretty privileged family but I will say like it's ugh, I don't know but I don't want to discount anyone who does genuinely like to express themselves through the fashion, but at least the way that fashion is portrayed in like this property. I don't know. I just feel
1: like this movie just kind of like gives an air, a very, it goes with the shallowness or it just feels like anyone who doesn't act or like the same things that the brats are, are weird.
0: Yeah. And we should
1: mock them for it. And it's just like,
0: yeah. And, and they're just like so rude to everyone. And I and, and I know what you're saying, listener. Yeah, that's the point that's in the name, but it's like we said, it's possible to make them sassy without them just being outright cruel, which is how it ends up coming off like for a bunch of the movie, especially since later that night, the camera picks up someone walking around the, the room and writing in a notepad. I wonder who could be doing that. And then at school, everyone's going crazy over a picture of Cameron with the makeover that the girls forced him to get. And he very reasonably is pretty mad at them because he rightfully assumes that one of them leaked it out. And he's now being mocked by everyone. Because they're all being a bunch of heteronormative dinks. (sighs) But yeah, because of that, um, this results in uh, each of the girls uh, sort of confronting each other, uh, shifting blame onto each other until finally, yasmin eventually confesses that she's the one writing the columns for the newspaper shock
1: horror who could have seen that coming
0: (sighs) ah clearly not yeah yeah
1: probably not the brats but essentially after this now we gotta get the sad montage of the film including yasmin
0: just like waiting outside one of the girls house i think it was jade's just like looking in her window and it's just like
1: uh yeah but no she goes on the bus asked to sit by them and they just like ignore her which was real real ice cold but like she does
0: it's understandable uh, de- though yeah
1: she does kind of deserve that like she yeah like took like private things that happened to them and then like mocked them in the newspaper about it like
0: exactly like, this is, like I said, it's one of those things where it's possible to be sassy, but it's honestly one of those things that's kind of cruel and just unnecessary. Like, I don't know. For a, con- for a contrived TV plot like this, yeah, it's fine, but it... I feel like there were ways that you could have had this plot point while not making Yasmin come off as bad like you could have established like a more outright antagonist that maybe coerces yasmin into leaking this sort of information or maybe she has like
1: yeah oh go ahead
0: well or maybe like have like an editor be like oh you gotta give me the juice like you gotta you gotta turn up the drama
1: yeah, they do kind of do that with like implying that like the girls making fun of the newspaper for being boring was what made her like want to go into more juicier stories, but still like against her own friends. It just feels like yeah. Yeah, like of course they eventually like forgive her and let her back into the group, but it still feels like I feel like you like wouldn't want to ever like trust that friend again with like with your that
0: sort of information. Personal she...
1: information, you know? Yeah. Like,
0: Although Ah. she does say that she's gonna quit writing for that column there. She
1: does expose herself for it, which I mean you know what that's that is going a a bit above. But you know.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. And she also apologizes to Cameron in this very wide zoom shot of a very realistic house's backyard with no dialogue, but just them talking.
1: Yeah, this movie does seem to feel like a series of like conflicts that just kinda get immediately resolved in like the next scene or so. Like yeah. how are they gonna do the video project and the the prom? It seems like they never have any issue doing both. Yeah. Oh no, her car has crashed. Well turns oh, well, out it's getting her it's getting fixed so- her kinda boyfriend can is able to fix it completely right before the prom. Yeah. Yeah. But, essentially, everything's good, everyone's friends again, and now it's time to go to prom. But yeah. wait! They get to prom, and apparently the DJ dropped out, the caterer dropped out, and the photographer dropped out.
0: Uh, the reasons they give for this are kind of crazy. So the, pro- so, the photographer hired because he decided that he wants to be a painter instead, which weird sudden career change my dude like you're telling me that you're gonna cancel a gig that you were presumably paid for today do? i don't know and then the dj hired was forced to back out due to getting sick with the flu that one's understandable and then the caterers that were hired to deliver the food are unable to arrive due to a traffic jam which like okay and i think the weirdest part about this is that the fact that yasmin no, sorry not yasmin uh, Sasha, the Sasha. head of the
1: prom committee, and no one
0: called no one, her. No or one called told her. No one emailed her that this is happening. Yeah,
1: until right now, when prom is like ongoing.
0: Yeah, like also this is the reason why you have and like prom's the proms
1: right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's oh my god, it's just, it's it's weird. It's weird. Also, side note, uh, in the earlier parts where they were talking about the prom, they. Um, they were talking about, Sasha was talking about how like, oh, this year's prom theme is called Formal Funk. And as it turns out, Formal Funk is actually a line of Bratz dolls and Bratz clothing. And Fashion Mall is another line. And the styling salon and spa, the area that they are in is also a line. And it's just like, I can't oh, believe we wow. have been
1: hit with subliminal toy commercial messages. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> like... So, you know what I'm gonna say right now? Like, we've talked a lot of smack about each of these Barbie movies, but I will say this, none of them felt this blatantly commercial. Maybe the Barbie Diaries did kind it just, of...
1: And also, so miraculously, they end up solving all these problems.
0: Yeah, they, they just put on the prom themselves, and it's fine yeah. it's fine
1: it's the prom and-, and
0: and they start dancing that awkward like frankenstein you put your <laughs> hand on the partner's shoulder and just rock back and forth <laughs> do
1: you want to talk about one of the background dancers <laughs> we'll talk about so- the girl getting down and <laughs>
0: <laughs> I changed my mind. She's the best character in this movie because as the girls are <laughs> It's just in
1: the background of one scene, but there's this like really skinny looking girl just like She's essentially twerking twerking She's just in the background in 2004 just and periodically smacking She'll... her ass. She does
0: <laughs> her non existent ass she does. She's just, she. you just see her twerking for like, it has to be at least a six minute sequence. And it's clear that this is just a looping animation. But the fact that it's just, they just, she's just going at it. She's just owning it. She's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm out here. Just like sh- shaking my ass for everyone. And I'm, and I'm just going to. That was sm- maybe
1: the most realistic part of this movie. Cause you know, if you ever went to a high school dance, it essentially was just. They had the big grind circle in the middle with all the people who had dates were, you know, doing their thing. And then you had the awkward single kids like just kind of hanging out in the sides, not yeah. doing much. oh
0: God. I My heart goes out to all those kids who ever went to, who grew up watching these sort of stories about proms and then finding out the hard way, oh, it's not like this at all. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna- saying that it was like a large number of kids, but you know that it's... They're out there and... We support you guys. But... Uh, yeah, so... So, they... So they- so they're- the problem's going off great now, they brought food- Someone brought a full entree of sushi, which... Like well done there and like i want to go to this
1: prom yeah
0: and like a giant stack of pizzas that feels a lot more true to life on a prom but
1: gonna uh, get some mercury poisoning from eating all that uh prom sushi (laughs)
0: oof Oof oofa doofa uh but then uh the principal who ish he's probably one of the worst design characters in this i don't know but he he ends up having uh dylan is the one that gets at dylan right yeah he gets to be prom king and jade becomes prom queen
1: yay and that's because yeah. she conformed
0: yeah yeah Yeah, that is something that I actually- I gotta say, for people who talk about how they have a passion for fashion, a lot of their outfits are very basic.
1: Yeah, like, they don't even, like, you you go to a prom, like, they got all the fancy dresses, but their prom dresses didn't even look like prom dresses.
0: Yeah, they just look like a thing that you wear to, like, church, if I'm gonna be honest. Maybe a little bit more scandalous. Than what you would normally wear to church. They just looked like
1: they just looked regular, like kind of maxi dresses. Like, yeah,
0: you know, and not, it's just nothing like, really
1: that prom like.
0: No, if, Maybe if something was were to make
1: of- us miss the sparkly Barbie dresses, that all looked like prom dresses.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's telling that most of these future brats movies were CGI because I think it's clear in this attempt that they were like oh wow yeah 2d animation does not work well with this it just
1: doesn't the design just doesn't translate well to 2d i don't think and
0: i'm gonna and i'm gonna say like people already found the brats very off-putting and like people were not shy about saying how off-putting the brats felt when they were out i was there i remember those fourth grade conversations about how like yeah i don't like the brats they look gross but uh it's it's still just not great Uh, but uh they do a little uh zoom in around all the different people at the prom and we see twerking girl in the background but then uh we zoom out and it's the video
1: who is she
0: who is she? I hope she's doing good wherever she is, living her best life, far away from these four girls that honestly could stand to, yeah. And, but they show off their video and the teacher, he's so impressed. Mr. Del Rio is like, it's absolutely raw, real, and I got to understand who each of you are. And it's like, okay. And because of that, he gives them all an A+, plus, which he indicates by writing an A-plus on the chalkboard.
1: Just like how they do in the movies.
0: Yeah, that's, that's Henry, exactly as, how that as works. A,
1: as a teacher, have you ever uh, announced a student's grade to like, everyone Absolutely in the classroom and not. said, I give you a C-? minus"? Absolutely then not. Then wrote it in a big letter on the on the blackboard so people knew
0: yeah i'm like speaking personally as someone who with a lot of experience in the field of education and as someone who is which might surprise you actually did struggle a lot throughout most of my middle school and high school years in terms of like grades and stuff like i'm very i i try my best to be very sensitive to each kid's grade situation because like that's To be honest not usually the thing that i'm most worried about like i'm worried that like whether or not they're actually putting in the effort to try and understand some of the stuff but it's still like one of those things where it's yeah i don't know but but at least eh, this is like the most nitpicky of nitpicky things but it's clear that the people who wrote this and the brats people their whole thing is that they like the backgrounds, they're trying to create a facsimile of real life, but it's very off-putting. It's very simplified to the point where it's kind of uh, hard to get a gauge on. And the result is just something that doesn't end up translating real well. And that's the movie. Yeah. So, Emma... We've watched a lot of movies targeted towards young girls to promote fashion dolls, and now how does... So, thinking about 2004, Princess and the Popper came out this year. An iconic film. An iconic film. Like, I feel like this movie demonstrates a lot of the reasons why Barbie is still a very persistent presence in the toy world, even though the... the toy market has definitely taken a hit in recent years versus the Bratz, which are more kind of collector's items at this point. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, like, I feel like, and we've seen some really bad Barbie movies. I don't know. Do you think, how do you think this one would rank next to some of like the really like F tier Barbie movies?
0: i mean it's honestly i mean i'll say this it was a more enjoyable watch than barbie diaries i'll give him credit there
1: yeah it wasn't as boring no at least the barbie diaries though we got all the audio
0: (laughs) that's true that's true that does give it a little fate favor of advantage but honestly yeah i don't know there's I didn't hate it as much as stuff like Princess Charm School or Thumbelina.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Like this is, it just
0: it just felt so empty that it honestly doesn't evoke a lot of strong emotions from me.
1: I get that, you know. It just it just kind of makes you feel nothing at all. At least it's kind of riffable in some sense. Oh yeah, you know? this it's is definitely a riffable of. movie. Which I feel like I can appreciate in a movie. And I feel like a lot of these Bratz movies kind of have that because I know there have been memes made of some of them, so.
0: Yeah, I gotta be honest. I do kind of want to visit more of these uh, Bratz movies as time goes on, but I don't know how... This feels like a thing that we can only do intermittently because, like... I can't imagine wanting to do this every single, like, episode going forward.
1: Yeah, we can spread them out and yeah. do some other things in between.
0: Yeah. I don't know, it's, uh... Do you give this movie any ratings, Emma?
1: Uh, I give this movie, uh, some... Uh, a background character smacking ass out of my... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, you know what, I will say, I'll concur with that, rating because, by golly, if that girl did not add some redeeming quality to this movie. Because I'll tell you this, you certainly did not see any of that in any of the Barbie movies.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Uh, I guess that's about it. Do you have any other thoughts with the brats? Uh, not necessarily.
1: I feel like, yeah, the company that made them was kind of shitty from what they talked about, and although, like I said, it was nice that they tried to be more diverse with their dolls, it still feels like, you know, their personalities aren't that distinct, and they all, and it just sort of, like, sends this message of, like,
0: there's only one way
1: to be, like, a feminine girl and this is like what you have to strive for.
0: Yeah, and it's strange because it's clear that each of these girls are kind of meant to be a different like sort of ethnicity. Like, Yasmin, that is a more traditionally uh a traditional name that you would find in like uh like more Middle Eastern type places. Like she's Uh, sort of I don't know wanna I don't know. I don't wanna necessarily my gut says is is that they were trying to like cover as many different uh like backgrounds with each of the characters like chloe's clearly white yeah like sasha's kind of like
1: sasha is a black
0: yeah and
1: then i think jade is supposed is a asian and i think yasmin was meant to be latina
0: Latin but they do that still, actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But
1: they still, you know, they're all kind of just sort of palette swaps of each other. Mm-hmm. You know? It still was like a bunch of white people making these decisions, you know. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. It's very and I think the fact that they have allegedly like continued to appropriate a lot of black culture in a lot of their future products is it feels very emblematic of their approach with these stories.
1: But hey, isn't that just most of modern fashion, appropriating black culture?
0: You're not wrong. You are Mm. not wrong. Well, uh, on on that lovely note, uh, thank you one and all for joining us once again in the pink owl. As you can see, our selection has begun to diversify and don't get me wrong, we do plan on still revisiting the Barbie movies, and in fact, next week—well, next episode—we are going to be uh, diving in to the very much requested, the fan favorite, Barbie: Life in the Dreamhouse.
1: It's going to be very be exciting. Day. This is going to be fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're not going to be watching the whole thing listener because that thing has a lot of episodes but we're going to get a little sampler gonna watch the first couple of episodes see what sort of vibes we can get from there and start you know having some discussion from it
1: yeah As maybe I said, like down down the line we might revisit more of the episodes like oh, we yeah. thought of like completely covering some of the barbie tv shows but some of them have like so many episodes or oh have, yeah
0: hard oh, to do
1: it with our format so yeah
0: it's tv shows i think we've been kind of blessed with these uh single movies because it's very easy to talk about a singular plot but you know it's Mm -hmm. maybe if we like see an especially like notable episode we'll dive more in depth with it but i feel like these next couple of episodes are going to be focused a lot more broad in terms of broad general trends and sort of Measures that Mattel tried to take in terms of modernizing Barbie, but also, as we said many times, we're also planning on branching out to other items that have found themselves within the pink owl from the Disney fairies, as well as uh, more of the Bratz movies,
1: maybe some Monster High.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Monster High, also when it became cool
1: uh, to be a goth girl, you know,
0: yeah. Also, Emma, do you remember the Ever After High?
1: Yeah, that was like, you know, they kind of- It was like a
0: spinoff, but with fairy tales, but it was because pretty Disney quickly Because Descendants
1: became a thing, so- Oh,
0: yeah. Oh. That
1: one kind of counts, too, because it, it was also a That like one toy really line. does,
0: too. Oh, God. Are we going to have to start covering, like, the Descendants and the zombie movies? Because they definitely made dolls of those things.
1: I'm not sure if the dolls came first, at least for zombies, but I feel like the doll line and sort of franchise was part of Descendants.
0: Those movies
1: would be fun to cover, too. Like, we honestly, we got a pretty big backlog of stuff that we can cover, you know? Just because the Barbie films are over doesn't mean the podcast is.
0: No. We'll
1: be beating this dead horse till probably the end of time, or at least until we don't have time to do it anymore, so...
0: Well, until that happens, Emma, people can follow your Twitter in order to get latest stuff from you, even though you don't update it a lot. But where yeah. can people follow you?
1: Eh, I'm Emma Corey 9 on Twitter. You can yeah. follow me if you want to. But you don't need to, because I don't really post anything on it.
0: Well, you know, you can also follow that will have posts on it our own Twitter, at Pink Owl Pod, or uh, you could uh, stay up to date by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, or giving us a follow on Spotify. We don't really plug that element of this a lot, but yeah, also maybe give us a rating. Any yeah. little bit helps. We Or just, like, it.
1: make a comment somewhere, or, like, send yeah. us some feedback. We always like to hear how people are, like, in the podcast, where we think yeah. we can improve, like, what kind of stuff they might want us to cover in the future. Like Yeah,
0: exactly. And as we,
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. And as we emerge into this more broadened scope, there might be, like, specific topics surrounding Barbie that you might want us to explore. Maybe you want us to talk about the old Barbie VHS movies. Maybe we should... Think about uh, Barbie from a certain perspective, or maybe talk about a specific doll line. We're all ears, but uh, just feel free to get in contact with us. Uh, But aside from that, uh, if you like the stuff that I do, listener, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Henry as well as uh, follow the portfolio Tumblr with all the episodes compiled onto one page, uh, henrykathman.tumblr.com, or uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash henrykathman. Uh, But if you really wanna help us out, uh, consider chucking a dollar a month at my Patreon. Helps keep the lights on, helps us keep the show going. patreon.com slash henry kathman and for one dollar a month you get access to stuff early and exclusive content and all that good stuff but yeah that's about it emma am i forgetting anything
1: just one thing brats the brats they're They're the brats brats. they drive at drive at night they shop at night they're, They're the brats. The brats.
0: Chloe's, Chloe's the biggest giant brat
1: rat that makes, makes all, all of the, the rules. rules.
0: Let's see
1: and what kind of fashion-related trouble they can get themselves into.
0: Goodbye, everyone.